HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. It's Thursday, 1 o'clock. We are coming to you live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You've tuned in to the Farm Report on the Heritage Radio Network. want to thank our sponsors today, White Oak Pastures. Uh, White Oak Pastures cattle are raised in a manner that has stood the test of time. It begins with southern sunshine, unpolluted country air, and fertile coastal soil. The cattle are allowed to roam the pastures and graze freely on sweet native grasses all of their lives. White Oak Pastures all-natural grass-fed beef has been available in all of the Whole Food stores in the Mid-Atlantic states. We hope that you will support their program through your purchase of our beef through one of these Whole Food stores. For more information, check out www.whiteoakpastures.com. Well, Erin, uh, nice to have you back with us. We missed you here last week. I know. It's good to be back. I'm sad I missed the American Farmland Trust folks, Jen and David. Good show. No Foods, No Farms rally coming up in March. We'll be sure to bring them back uh, a little bit before that so you can all hear about how you can get involved and go up to Albany and uh, take a stance for your food. Um, so today we have a great show coming up. Um, we have a um, uh, guest of the Farm Report for the second time, Derek Denkla, live with us in studio, wearing an awesome colorful sweater, if you will. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. Welcome, Derek. Thanks a lot for having me here. Derek Denkla um, has been on the show before with us to kind of talk about this uh, recently new project that has come aboard and come and hit the Brooklyn scene, and um, it's called Farm City. And I'd kind of um, like to have Derek uh, maybe just recap what Farm City is for us and then get into the reason why we brought him on the show, which is uh, the new um, series of Farm City events, um, which I'll let him say for us. <laughs> cool, I'll do it. Uh, Farm City is... Um a new project that I launched uh, about a year ago, actually, uh, to uh, explore um, different ways to um, make social, cultural, and financial investments in the growth of urban agriculture. So we launch a diverse set of projects to, to kind of promote and the, that, the growth of this new sector. Wonderful. So what is um, happening these days with Farm City? Um, we have this new project, Chautauqua, yeah, if you will. It's a real uh, tongue twister in terms of pronouncing and trying to spell it has provided some challenges <laughs> for me and my peers. But I think it's Chautauqua. Okay. Um, although I really think it's we should have a contest and people should just <laughs> pronounce it the way they like. You I'll know? give it my Long Island Chautauqua. 
Chet Croix. Uh, yeah, I know whenever you come to one of those stops in Long Island, I'm like, is that what's on the uh, the ticket? So anyways, so um, Chautauqua was a, it came out of a, a conversation I had with um, Severine Von Charmer Fleming, who's awesome. been a guest on the show, right? Yeah, and she also has her um, own show, Greenhorns Radio. Right, exactly. And uh, she and I were talking about doing a, um, a, a art happening in the city, which ultimately got named something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were batting around this idea about the Chautauqua or the Chautauqua or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, it got me really intrigued about this concept, and I started to research it based on her urging. And uh, then created a series around it. Um, and Ch- Chautauqua were these um, gatherings that around sort of spiritual, political, social, and cultural gatherings in rural areas to kind of um, elevate um, people in a popular education um, uh, gathering and uh, provided a way for people to connect around um, uh, uplifting ideas and, and creating community. So I was thinking, how could we do that in the city? around food and and promoting kind of understanding of um the connection between f- their food and farming and so um i thought about uh, reached out to some artists that i've worked with in the past and some new ones to create a kind of um variety of different events that um created a kind of chautauqua vibe in mm-hmm. the city right i know last time we had you on for farm cities um you had like a week long uh of different events all throughout the city um uh, ending with a festival in brooklyn on the street and you know it seems like we're kind of doing this again but it's more spread out we have events from february through till july is that right that's right and they're all kind of a um, series within themselves so can you maybe tell us about the different series that are going on um, one by one and then we could get into some more details sure I'll roll through them Um, I mean this is all made possible by the way also uh, due to a creative creative collaboration that I struck up with the owners of 61 local Dave Liotti and um, uh, Steve um, which they have put together this really awesome establishment which is opening on Friday by the way I have to do a shout out their opening party is Friday tomorrow Um, I'm sorry Saturday the 12th Um, I'm getting my dates and my days confused. Happens. So it happens <laughs> so when you're a Saturday, busy person. Yeah, exactly. I think it's Saturday the 12th is their opening, and uh, it's 61 Bergen Street in Brooklyn, New York. And the, the thrust of their place is really interesting. They're really trying to use the, um, the public house as a way to uh, promote the growth of local makers. So it's really aligned to my mission. Hmm. And so, like, you know, for instance, a small batch brewer um has a place to demonstrate his chops you know in a in in a way that he can't in the standard establishment and 61 local is really dedicated to that like and an interactive eating drinking experience is exactly. what they're trying to promote yeah wow. and they're trying and mostly and it's all local so that i mean the name sort of says it all mm-hmm. and so um dave approached me and thought we could do something you know together and i came up with this platform to express what he was you know trying to do uh, and what i was doing trying to do simultaneously so we um we have every event there to using that as the gathering place and um and so that's um you know gives everyone a a one constant in a very flowing series of events so the chautauqua we really tried to hit like a lot of different points we tried to you know uh, uh, do events around cooking around discussion and um so one of the main things we have is a group called Communal Table, which mm-hmm. is uh, run by artists uh, Amy Gilbert and Dina Lobau, who uh, started out as artists catering events to support their artwork, and then their artwork became <laughs> the art, which uh, is sort of an interesting transition. And so they have these kind of salon dinners, which 
sort of fit the theme of Chautauqua, which is trying to like inject this, you know, thoughtful discussion into a food um, interaction. And each one of their events um, sparks a dialogue around different issues. So like the first event we have coming up is for families. This one's called Stone Soup on the 27th. And it's great for anybody who has kids in public school. You'll be coming off of the high of winter break, and you'll need something to break your <laughs> rain break, them in, <laughs> right? Yeah, to break your fall actually, so you can come to that event from four to six. And what you do—that's sort of demonstrative of what we do. They, you come in with an ingredient. We want people to interact. You come mm. in with a recipe or a story, and uh, the folks uh, will then be directed to, into a community cooking activity then some storytelling and then creating a cookbook of all the different recipes. So you got your craft and your creation and your community building all in one. All in two and a half hours too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and it's, and it's led by, you know, uh, a really talented group of chefs and artists. And so that, that's like a flavor of what the events are about. It's kind of sh- uh, demonstrating how um, you can create community through these um, different ways of interacting around food and, and trying to elevate that practice of, so it's more than just a dinner party that it's, that it, you know you become mindful about that how that connection is made how to enrich it where the food comes from right. which is really an important part of the dialogue and i think especially having an opportunity to to do events with kids i think is is so key especially in brooklyn there's so many young parents out there looking to connect with other young parents who are interested in a lot of these issues and exposing their kids to some of that food i mean i definitely remember making stone soup in grade mm-hmm. school and bringing in the potato and like the way it smelt in the mm-hmm. classroom and kind of hanging out with your friends and then I think most exciting getting to like eat something you made that's a great that's a great start off event yeah yeah it's really fun for us so I'm really excited about that one I agree I think getting kids involved is really important and um, a lot of the other events are, are geared more towards adults but this one's our, our kickoff on that so that's communal table and they have actually six different uh, what we call at-table events, where they, um, they sort of change up what's going on. They have an awesome one called Covered Dish, mm. uh, which is all about uh, the tradition of bringing food to people in the kind of covered format and kind of uh, thinking about what those traditions mean and the creation of neighborliness. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, that, uh, and, and do they have to be made with cream soup? This is a, <laughs> a metaphysical question that, right. that they ask. And, and then it flows through the series, and they've got um, really great things coming up after that. Um, sing for your supper in the spring, which in, involves uh, literally that. You wow. Um, so that's fun. Yeah, all the events have like. Trying, <laughs> Sounds a little scary, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you don't have to sing. It's not like karaoke. But, <laughs> but uh, pairing different um, artist songs with, with the foods and thinking about the way that uh, song and food interact with each other. So, and then um, another artist series uh, that uh, is going to be at uh, the part of the Chautauqua is. Um, uh, community cooking club which is tracy artist tracy candido's project which is about creating uh similarly creating mindfulness around creating food and she in particular has her event center around what's in the um, green markets at the time so each one of her uh, sort of interactive uh, cooking events um uh, she directs the the um the cooking but has everyone there um uh, discuss each one of the ingredients and and how they uh, where they came from how she sourced them and then at the end of each event she sends everyone a recipe so that it can reinforce for them you know that they can do this at home so it's again trying to like create that community impart that knowledge in a, a communal way but also direct it back to the farmer's market and realize the kind of bounty and excitement that can be had there 
and Definitely. yeah that's that's a really exciting event I think she that's does an key. amazing job yeah i mean it's so i so often people are like shocked by what's actually in the market this time of year yeah i think both by what's not mm-hmm. but also what is i mean there's more variety i think than you would expect but there's definitely you know no tomatoes i was walking through the market the other day and i saw a woman on her way out who was like there were no oranges or blueberries oh, here no shucks <laughs> where are those strawberries at and, and you know it's like <laughs> i can't hold it can't hold it against her because she's there at the market checking it out but i'm i've been there's like a kind of reoccurring thing with food events um in the city especially food events that um involve i think different communities or different partnerships is i find it funny a lot of times you go to an event or a talk about food and then they serve food afterwards that's has nothing to do has with nothing that. to you know it, it's a crudite plate from whole foods or mm-hmm. did you think about i mean when you're putting events together i know it, it's often a struggle because there isn't really um you know a kind of low cost caterer someone that you call when you're like i need the market plate for <laughs> XYZ. I mean, I think there's a real opportunity there from an events perspective to someone to kind of rise up and fill that niche. But but when you're working with people who are going to be participating in the event, did you have any parameters around kind of what food would get served or, or what that would look like? Well, we, you know, we wanted it to really be about, you know, the parameters I gave them is I sort of, um, I don't like to hem in the artists I work with too much. And I wanted to give them this imaginative palette to work with, which is that we wanted to kind of hark back to these kind of these gatherings where people were attempting to create community uplifting around a central theme. The Chautauquas in general weren't about food, but they happened in in farm communities where they were producing food. So Mm -hmm. that was always a background to these events. They would always have food as part of the events, but they would often have, you know, um, you know, highbrow political uh, speakers, you know, um, big names of the day would mm. come through and they would speak. And so I thought of, the whole thing is about turning it around in right. a way, turning it upside down, doing it in the city and having the event be about food rather than be about some other political issue because food now, as we know, is so... It's um, a political is issue. So kind of reminds me in a way of like a gastronomic cooking when they like break down like a, a dessert into like its parts right. and try it to and bring it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that actually segues right into processed dinner, <laughs> which is Chloe Bass, who's another artist in the series. She does a thing which she actually did not like only a couple blocks away from here at the Last Supper at Third Ward. Um, mm. I, um, she did a project called Process uh, Dinner. I invited her to do it again, where she brings all of the ingredients for the meal she's about to create, and she asks that everybody eat each of the ingredients, no matter whether it's edible or not. Ooh. So it's like <laughs> just to, but as a as a, a and and then she explains, you know, the the sort of uh, the science of the thing and the history of the thing, and so it becomes this kind of deeply realized understanding of what you're about to put in your mouth and so often we combine these things or we follow a recipe and we're not really sure what the baking soda is doing we know we have to do not too much or it tastes like it but we're really we're not paying as close attention so again it's about creating that mindfulness and, and a discussion really awesome i mean you're we're gonna take a quick break in just a sec but you're kind of like bringing me back to like the like most elementary days of like learning in a way it was like you know that closing your eyes and touching something and feeling what it is and really i mean you really kind of like rooting down to rise up in a way i mean we're really kind of like exploring so many new things here and i'm really excited to hear kind of more about it and uh um we'll take the short break and we'll come back and we'll do that here with derek denkla farm city on the heritage network's farm report
public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Every Thursday at 4.30 p.m., tune in to Flash Talks Cash, hosted by Joanne Flash Fleming. Flash Talks Cash is a weekly talk show discussing personal and small business money issues. The show examines current topics from the financial tax world and the ways it impacts your wallet. The focus is to help people and small businesses find ways to make money, save money, spend money, and know what to do with your money when you get it. Again, that's every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. on the Heritage Radio Network. Well, it is tax time, so it's nice to hear about Flash Fleming and uh, tune in. I'm sure she's giving you some good tips for what to do. It's almost that time of year again. Fun, fun, fun. I was saying I need that show. <laughs> I know. Well, we are here. We are back. We are live. It is now one seventeen on Thursday afternoon. We are here with the Farm Report and Derek Denkla of Farm City. And we were just kind of giving a, a quick run-through of some of the events coming up now through July um, with this Chautauqua project. And... Uh, uh, the series of events that come along with that. So um, if you'd like to take a look and, and see more about the, the events that are involved with this project, you can go to farmcity.us and uh, you will see the link right there to kind of get more information on each of the uh, wonderful things coming up through the next couple months. Um, now I wanted to ask Derek, do you kind of envision this new Farm City Chautauqua as a model to be replicated in cities all across the country, creating more you know, chapters or something, if you will? I don't know. I, I, it's an interesting idea. I mean, I, I, it's the first time I've done this particular series, but it's the second sort of uh, step out for Farm City uh, um, in terms of programming. Uh, all right now I want to test the waters and mm-hmm. see whether there's excitement around it. I think so far there's been you know some good response um, but I'll see how it goes you know and if it if it seems like it's um, looks like a good road show opportunity uh, that sounds that would be a cool idea yeah definitely I, I would hope so for sure we can like take it on the road mm-hmm. I well, looking through the schedule I mean it seems like you're creating a kind of a community of communities I mean you're bringing in the culinary food historians, the Brooklyn Food Coalition. 61 Local. We talked a little bit outside about maybe having the speaker series from Slow Food. I'm, I mean, it's, I think it, there's like an interesting kind of uh, exchange when you have different communities kind of all coming together. And I know one of the things I often find a little frustrating in the city is there's so much going on. It's almost hard to know where to look or who to guide you. And I, I'm like wondering what your thoughts are like as you were looking through kind of all the great stuff that's happening, how you, how you kind of put together your lineup gotcha yeah i am your guide by the way just, just, <laughs> just yeah, go to farm yeah. city yeah no, you can call the me, filtering yeah. process for exactly. us um well I, I actually i'm joking but i'm not joking but because um i agree with you i feel like it's there's so many amazing things happening and every night you you know you feel torn between many lovers um and such uh, a struggle yeah exactly and so it's like uh w- the way i see my role and it's what i did for um, Farm City Fair was really bring together all these diverse groups who, you know, I I, I wanted to party with all of them, so I created a party <laughs> with all of them. Nice. And so uh, that's sort of what Chautauqua was about. Like, all these really diverse strands that I think are really awesome, you know, from really mundane almost, like with a book club, which is, you know, like, you know, you can do that anywhere, but we wanted to kind of create a clubhouse vibe yeah. and, and, and gather around, like, really interested and interesting people in that discussion to like you know pretty highbrow discussions with the culinary historians you know so which is something you know you might not tap into because you think oh that's 
you know, that's too smarty pants for me. But it, we wanted to bring it down to the level of having it in, a, in a, a public house where, you know, you could feel comfortable having a beer, going to these things, and then testing out some things that may be outside of your comfort zone, like Process Dinner, which is really mm-hmm. almost a performance art piece, or Green Edge NYC, which is doing a speaker series, you know. And that's really the heart and soul of the, the old style Chautauqua, these, these kind of uplifting lectures. And right. So, that's and, part of the deal, too. Yeah, I also kind of wanted to ask where, you know, how you think, I mean, I, know, I kind of feel like we know who our target audience is for this, but do you think we're going to expand outside of some of the people who are already kind of in this world and are familiar with this, with these ideas? I hope so. I mean, our idea, you know, by having it in, uh, you know, a public house, uh, 61 Local, we're hoping that your average drinker, you know, <laughs> of, uh, of um, uh, you know, artisanal beer, uh, and wine will kind of uh, think, okay, I love the taste of this, you know, because taste is the big hook to uh, sustainability, I yeah. think, always. Taste you know, in place. Right. That's mm-hmm. like the Alice Waters, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ring. Um, so I think if you hook people there, they sort of think, oh, this is interesting that this is happening here. It's not like your standard kind of, you know, blues singer in the corner. It's a different kind of event. It's uh, trying to create community and 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 connect people up so i think we'll get some new people through that um and and it already seems like a pretty popular spot so that'll be hot for that and then the other part is it's like it's also like we were saying when we were talking earlier it's um it's about creating sustenance for people who are already um Mm -hmm. uh aware of these things people who already shop at the farmer's market or who you know might have all these events on their calendar it's about giving them a place to create sustenance around that you know to find community to make connections so and to do it in an intimate enough context because it's a rel- the events will be relatively small they'll probably be tapped out around 40 or so mm-hmm. so they'll be pretty intimate and so it's a, a way to meet people and yes. and to and make lasting you know connections. Definitely, I, I, it seems like you know you probably bring together a bunch of like-minded individuals. You never know what can come up. And um, when I asked this question, it was also kind of with the idea of you know the fact that there is an opportunity I feel to create these like you know chapters all across the country with you know focused around series of events and things of the like. Um, if you saw that this had any kind of similarity or resemblance to what, what Slow Food has going on and if they're involved in any way with this Farm City project. Well, Slow Food has a, a series of events that are really interesting throughout the year. And I've been inspired by Slow Food for many, many years. And, and uh, in fact, Holly Atkinson, who's um, very active in Slow Food, is working with me to create an event for Chautauqua. But they they just couldn't figure you know something out right away because we pulled this together relatively quickly. Getting um, it done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, they they are very sympathetic to you know what we're about, and but the great thing is there's so much demand for this kind of community. Each one of these kind of um, nodes of of connection uh, can be doing their own thing without detracting from anyone else. So I think they're building. Um, something you know parallel to us, and then we'll intersect at certain points. But there's, I just see huge demand for people wanting to connect around these kind of new ways of thinking, new ways of of, of making food together. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I'm excited. Yeah. So speaking of the demand, I mean, you put on a great event, series of events, the Farm City series that that happened in the fall. What were some of your kind of biggest takeaways from that? Like learnings, like oh man, we would do this differently next time, or this was a huge success, we weren't expecting that. I mean, what was the response like? Well, I thought that the response was really overwhelming for me. Like, because, like mm. I said, it was like 
at some level, you know, when you plan these things, you sort of think, oh, I love all these people and I love all the work they're doing. I hope everybody else will. And so you try to honor that, your drive, you know, your affection for everything that people are doing. But then we had like 5,000 people came out on like a rainy day to for Farm City Fair and we're so into it. And like, it was great buzz. It was a great feeling. And, you know, it was like one of those things like a lot of times at events, you feel like you didn't, you weren't even there. You were like floating because it was like you couldn't, really connect but I really felt like I connected with people it was really solid and that that made me feel really good it was it felt like um people were making real connections with each other and there were such great stories afterwards you know how like um you know you hear these things about like you know afterwards you know (laughs) so-and-so met so-and-so well that we had a lot of stories like that where people started doing business together or came up with new ideas and so it really introduced a whole like really diverse people who love the same things you know changing the food system and um, making flavor and and they brought them all together so that was a, the most exciting part for that me sounds like kind of like an immediate success sounds kind of like what we were trying to do <laughs> so yeah. amazing that's great yeah that was really it was an instant gratification although yeah. it took like a year to plan it well hey i mean you know you get the first one going and the next one might not be as hard to put together so hopefully this summer we'll have something else to look forward to yeah yeah we're we're thinking about what the next uh move will be and we're talking with a lot of people we work with to to spark something up for the fall cool well we'll be sure to you know get you back on the show and hear all about how these events are going and what else is you know coming up next for farm city oh yeah i was wondering i mean just thinking about last week's show we had you know jen and david on from american farmland trust and i would say like from from a lot of food events in the city there there does seem to be kind of this missing component of policy or government involvement or kind of like giving people an opportunity to understand what's going on kind of at that level, whether it's locally or state or national. I mean, what role do you think um, can be played? And like, who can, who are the people that we should be reaching out to to get some representatives of, of that kind of sector of the food world at the table and part of these conversations? What's interesting that you raise that, like I, I kind of keep my, I try to merge a lot of my practices together between, you know, um, you know, cultural food culture, which is like makers and artists, and also um, policy and finance. I try to see have everybody sort of look at the same issues together. And so we did. We've created a um, a working group over the last um, couple of weeks. We had our first meeting in January to try to bring together people in business, people in, in urban mm-hmm. farming, to try to craft some overall understanding of what what a game plan would be and how to work out some solutions. So I don't know that there's any one go-to person on uh, um, policy or um, on the business side yet. Um, there's a lot of great organizations each doing little things that I could call out. It would take us a while. <laughs> um, but um, but I think we're trying to um, – there's many people who are trying to create kind of thoughtful um, organization of what's next for the urban farming movement, like you know, Five Borough Farm, which is a project of the Design Trust, is trying to come up with a community plan for how to promote that. That's one thing that people can participate in. Um, there are private dialogues going on by you know interested parties. Um, uh, Lauren Yarmouth from YRG Con- Sustainability Consultants, she's holding conversations. So there's a lot of people, you know, the, the, the borough president, you know, he had food works mm-hmm. um, after the Food and Climate Summit, and he's really interested. And then there's uh, Speaker Quinn of has, course, yeah. you know, got her whole um, food platform. NYC, of, yep. Right. I mean, I think I got it backwards. She's food works and right. he's, he's food NYC. He's food NYC, yeah. But there's a lot of push. 
um, but it, it, it hasn't centralized yet. And mm -hmm. in some ways that's good because it means that people like us have a lot of power to influence each one of these little cells. Um, so I think that's it's an exciting moment in that way. Yeah, definitely. Things are definitely moving in a fast direction here, and it's a, it's a good thing. We have a lot to kind of work out, and it's happening. Yeah, speaking of happening, um, I know, Dennis, you're involved in a, an event this week, TEDx, Changing the Way We Eat, kind of an outgrowth of the TED franchise. You're going to be doing a little blogging for them? I am. I'm their guest blogger. I guess that means I get some kind of cushion to sit on. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So um, I, I'm pretty sure that tickets have sold out for the event, but the NYC Food EDU, the New York Student Food Coalition, is hosting a viewing party at 60 Washington Square South. That's the Kimmel Building. It's going to be 4 to 6 on Saturday in room 405. It is a free event. So if you want to come and hang out with other like-minded um, people who are interested in food policy and then obviously the myriad of topics that are going to get covered um, at the TEDx event, please stop by. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at NYC Food EDU. Awesome. The Kimmel Center is beautiful. You guys should all have to try and get out there if you can. Yeah, there's an amazing set of speakers for that, including some uh, uh, Brooklyn home bodies uh, uh -huh. who are uh, coming to you. People who probably you know, like uh, Ian Cheney and Kurt Ellis are both involved. Awesome. Okay, everyone. Well, we will be back here live next Thursday, 1 o'clock. So tune in to the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report. Thanks to Jack Inslee today, producing and engineering for us. Derek Denko, we'll have you back soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks, Derek. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. <laughs>